Hello everybody, this is Captain Cats from Captain Cats and the Night Rider, welcoming you to the first of many of a new segment we call Captain Cats Presents, where I'll be doing interviews with a special guest from every parts of the pop culture world, not only that, but also parts of other industries as well. Um, just to let you know, this is the intro of one of many, and this is uh, from our first, from my first interview with Matthew Clemens. Um, just to let you know that the first part of the interview got a little snipped off, it was a little botched, and that's my fault. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the interview, and please, and I'll leave, um, I'll leave information of what uh, Matthew Clements was talking about, of his website, his social media, and everything else. I hope you enjoy this segment. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, here with me right now is um, someone I like to introduce that we that I did do an interview with last year, and his name is Matthew Clemens. Say hello to everybody, Matthew. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> All right, that's great to hear. How are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing I'm doing just fine. Um, it's uh, been a sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry if I sound like interrupt. No, I was going to say it's been a, it's been a very interesting day. Um, it just uh you know getting back down here and i'm very been very excited to be um talking to you again uh very well and for people who don't know can you explain everybody who you are and what you do uh yes i am um the founder of a new company called azimuth media we are um actually the third largest uh, unlicensed intellectual property library in the world after marvel and dc comics so we have a whole bunch of stories and things out there that uh frankly, you haven't heard of unless you've been in the comic industry since the uh, late 1990s. Um, and yeah, so we're looking forward to getting back into the major running and making, you know, movies and films again. And it looks like uh, this year or next year is going to be our big, you know, breakout year where we're going to get started. All right, that's good to hear. Okay, so let's uh, get to the uh, let's get to the questions. So like you said, that is going to be your makeout year this year and next year um are you guys planning to make any announcements of any new uh properties or any of these things any projects that are going to be going along that you could talk about well i am i wrapped recently on a short film called the run now it's in our uh, it's in our horror movie universe called the file i actually have a short film that's pretty much available for free and i'll give everybody the link at the end of the day where they can go you know watch some of the stuff for themselves but uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of excited about that one, um, especially because uh, one of our extras uh, flew in from uh, you know Arizona just to be part of it. And I think it's kind of cool because you know nor- you know we, we do these projects for fun, but you don't realize how how much people appreciate the work. And and again, um, we weren't actually paying this individual to fly in. They just oh my gosh, I really want to go do it and and came in. So you know when stuff like that happens, it just makes you feel really good about what you're working on. That the people the people love it and. Um, that it's turned out a lot better than uh, we thought. Uh, we, uh, not to spoil anything, but there was a, there was an actress in it um, who thought she was playing a completely different movie than she actually was. So she's going to be incredibly surprised when we do the screening in her bar in downtown San Diego, and um, something happens that she doesn't expect. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, okay, that's good to hear. And um, can you give us a date when you're going to be doing the screening? Um. We're aiming for the we're aiming for the middle of March, but it may be pushed out as late as the um, I think 24th at this point. And you know, it's a it's going to be a private one for the crew. It uh, it's really a storyboard for one of our full length films. And uh, this is one of the things that you do as you're 
you know, going out, you make a, you, you take a full length movie, right? And you mm-hmm. do a short storyboard of it. So it kind of shows what goes on in the movie for uh, whoever's going to be tra- uh, licensing the film or producing it. And I have a couple of people that have shown uh, interest lately in, in perhaps funding one of these, uh, which is, you know, a, an important first step. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've now got something that we can show them and we put ours up uh, for the public to view. So if somebody just wants to go take a look at it, uh, it is on our website. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that, that's good to hear. Well, congratulations on that, uh, on that project. I hope it's uh, become very successful in the near future for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and the next thing, um, are you guys doing any other projects besides uh, the movie that you just finished wrapping up? Um, let's see. When, when I talked to you last time, I guess I told you about our book that had just finished. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're st- we've started on the next one. It's um, about three quarters of the way done. Um, that's kind of that's kind of exciting because now not only do you have the first book and it's starting to get um, pretty good reception. I've actually sold more copies of it in the last six months than Harry months than Harry Potter sold in its whole first year. That's a that's a lovely little joke actually because Harry Potter only sold twelve copies in its first year. We're um, close to seventy right now, uh, and it's starting to catch on at least in San Diego. Um, I, that makes me very excited. I just have to hope it uh, gets a slightly broader reach at some point in here. But 70 is not bad. M- most people don't know this, but first uh, edition books, uh, especially print editions, normally only sell about 250 copies over their entire life. And oh, okay. been, and so we're, we're at a third of that number, and the sales have actually been accelerating instead of slowing down. So, um, you know, that's a very good sign, and I hope it continues. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's very interesting. I never knew that fact at all about that. I guess well, when you put in, you're putting enough money in to get a project like that going, you need to know what the outcome is going to be. It's one of those of people like, oh, I'm just going to go write a book and get rich. Well, again, your average um, first edition book from an unknown author sells somewhere between 200 and 300 copies. There's a margin of error in there, but if you're getting you know four dollars a book, you're getting 800 to 1200 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, it's not something a lot of authors think about when they go out there. And there's people that just like throw words on a page and get, you know, 75 page book out. Well, there's not that much reading for 75 pages and they put it out for three dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, it's one of those funny things of, you know, it looks like it's 75 pages long. But if you put it in the format that my book's in, it goes down to like 37 pages at three dollars and ninety nine cents. And then, um, you know, my book's got, you know. 370 pages in it so it's 10 times as long and if you look at a price you know price per word we're selling it for half of what everybody else is and it's a well it's a complete story and it's very you know anyway market statistics kind of tend to bore people but i haven't gotten a single bad review in the book yet um and that is starting to scare me because normally when these things go out some people like them and some people don't I'm not mm-hmm. saying I want your audience to go out and give me bad reviews for the sake of bad reviews, right? Um, right. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, when something like this goes out, you expect the re- you expect to get, you know, some sort of mixed reviews at the beginning before somebody decides one way or another that they're going to either help it or, or hurt it. And in this case, it's getting all positive reviews. The one three-star review we have on Amazon even says, I still recommend you buy the book because I like the story. Um, and I was kind of shocked when I'm because I'm looking through it. I'm like, okay, this is a really it was a really fair look at the book, and they still recommended a purchase. And it was from a professional editor, nonetheless. So I was really rather happy when I saw that. And um, right now, there's a couple of librarians reading it up in the uh, Temecula School District. Oh, that's good. 
yeah, they, um, I think it may be appropriate for, you know, middle school to high school reading too. And I'm like, I'm kind of shocked by that because we tended to, we wrote it for a science fiction based audience and it turns out that it's actually pretty good in the young adult arena as well. So, um, Oh, that's no, that's very good. You know, you know, wanting to do one thing kind of leads to another. You know, many doors yeah. open. Yeah, and I still, I, I still, I mean, the picture on the thing is just awesome. I was a um, school, uh, so it was an art student from the University of San Francisco. He was over here on a, a student visa, and uh, he's like, "I want to do a book cover." And I'm like, "Sure, here's a par- here's a passage from my book. See what this inspires." You turn around in three days and give me one of the best book covers I've ever seen. And he's chosen at this point to remain anonymous, which I have to respect because, you know, I, could, I couldn't pay him for it because of the visa status. But oh. I, I, I mean, if, if the guy ever wants to get into Comic-Con, all he's got to do is call me. I will get him. I will get him in and any of his friends, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, so I mean, it, that, this is one where, you know, if you're if you guys just want to look look up like what I seriously think is one of the best science fiction covers of all time. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of this guy. Uh, it, the, the book is Capital Abbey's Saga, and it's A B E Y. Um, of course, for Ward, it's by my friend Phil Robertson. It's absolutely, again, the cover's just have, cover's just phenomenal. I, I, I cannot believe he did that quality work in three days. I mean, I, I'd hired the guy if I, I'd hired the guy if I could. I just, he can't, uh, right. can't work for pay. Right, I totally understand that. Sometimes the best talents are the ones that you least expected to come from. Yeah, I, I, and and you know, at Comic Con of all places, right? So, you know, this year's going to be the 50th anniversary of Comic Con. I yes. don't know if I don't know if you've been having trouble like with the slow with the slowness getting your badges, but there's like a million people um, that are trying to get badges that don't normally because it's the 50th anniversary. And there's a lot of right. people that aren't normally in the comic industry that are trying to get in, and they're having their hands full sorting excuse me sorting through all of this stuff so i have a little bit of insider information on there but but not too much but i they're, they're basically just swamped and um you know it doesn't doesn't necessarily bode well for uh people that um you know are trying to to get in for the first time this year or you know have to deal with the, the whole ticket mess um recommend you know it's one of those things um this is a this is a big year and i really hope it's going to be as exciting um for everybody else uh, as it is for um, the, you know, the, the comic community and the, the um, I guess the VIPs that are coming in, you know, either to see it for the first time or uh, you know, do special presentations. And I, I still don't know what's going on in Hall H this year, which is kind of surprising because normally by now I've got a pretty good idea what's going on in that hall. And this year, mm-hmm. even my my closest connections are just giving me crickets. Yeah, well. Well, because you got to you have to remember and see too that uh, Disney and Marvel are already coming out with um, with Captain Marvel and um, the Avengers Endgame like back to back in March and April, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have anything up their sleeves to show at Comic Con, let alone twenty twenty three. Well, they, yeah, they, they're probably they may show off the second ones, but that was um, um so when Stanley passed away in November, it was uh, the twelfth, I believe. Yeah, because I was going to see him on the 13th. And um, anyway, they uh, they actually uh, gave us the Captain Marvel movie at uh, the American Legion Post 43 to Veterans Media and Entertainment event um, before a couple of weeks before it was released to the public. And uh, um, yeah, that was it was kind of it was kind of bittersweet because I do think he's going to make the movie, but it's going to be his last time. 
Right. Yeah, it'd be it'd be heartbreaking for a lot of people to actually go see like this will be his last official cameo. You know. On on the other hand, um, one of the big things that we talked about in there, and I don't think I'm revealing I don't think I'm revealing too much saying this is, you know, it's it we need to kind of get a new Stan Lee, you know, somebody that but but people forget, right? Mm-hmm. Stan Lee wasn't the guy that made all of this stuff. It was Jack Kirby and it was Steve Ditko and it was all the minds that he kind of helped to manage and put in the position. And I think the exciting thing is, is this guy, uh, Phil, that wrote that book, he's kind of like Jack Kirby, but a little bit more like Edgar Rice Burroughs. He tends to flesh out the characters more. He doesn't really go so much into superheroes because I love superheroes. I've just seen way too many of them. Like, Spider-Man comes out every other year. I, I know it comes yeah. every out, out every other year because that's based on Sony's license uh, with Disney to keep the character, right? There has to be a movie with Spider-Man in it every two years or that license reverts um, to Disney uh, to Disney uh, via Marvel Studios. And um, my joke with Phil when I, I got him to start writing the book was I don't want to see another Spider-Man movie. And uh, the story in the book blew me away. Um, but... He didn't get it out before the next Spider-Man movie. It was probably a Herculean and impossible task. So I'm always going to joke that, that his one failure was um, he didn't get it in time for me to miss the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got a got a really he's got a really good one, and we don't actually have this one on the website. So we're probably going to be the only uh, place that anybody can hear about it outside of um, you know my my little inner circle where I'm trying to get my business deals, but. We have a mm-hmm. one called Claymore, which is a big. I mean, it's a it's a massive action piece. It feels, in some ways, a lot like a lot like Deadpool does, right? Deadpool's got this running gun battle in it, and right. then Deadpool's story is interspersed with that gun battle. I like the way they did it, except I think the um, I think the story really wasn't nearly as good as the action in some spots. And so um, our story is, I think, very unique, and I'm really hoping, and I don't know who's going to actually play it because we do write our parts. Um, basically race and gender race basically race neutral and gender neutral so we can put the best uh, best actor in the roles as best we can right whoever fits that said role exactly mm-hmm. what I am hoping to do is I am really hoping to find a Hispanic protagonist because I can't think of a single movie in Hollywood that has one uh, mainstream or independent mainstream ah okay Oh, let me see. The last one that I can think of, but then that was wrong. Um, Machete. And Machete okay. Lives. I think that's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. I know. And the, and the thing is that, one, there's an entire one, there's an entire mar- market for it. And mm-hmm. two, if you're really putting the best actor in the role, you know, you just look at the distribution of the people in Hollywood, you should be getting a decent number. I'm just sick and tired of seeing them as the bad guys and running the cartels and doing all of that kind of stuff. Because, you know what? Like, <clears throat> of the people I worked with in the mil- of the people I worked with in the military, it was a nice cross section of America. There were good people there, and of all creeds. And there were bad people of all creeds. And I'm just really annoyed that everybody is like busy into the, you know, oh, you know, the black people don't get stuff and it's all white people at the Oscars. And everybody's ignoring the fact that we basically don't have any representation in the movies for Hispanics. There are some great Hispanic actors out there. Oh, yeah. Like um, a good example, uh, Roma this year. Yeah. It was, it was nominated. It was it wasn't it was a Netflix exclusive. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in theaters. 
It got nominated. It won Best Foreign Film. It won mm -hmm. Best Director. Um, and I was talking about it on the blog site that mm -hmm. um, this was a historic win for Netflix because it shows that there's you don't need to have be in a Hollywood studio in order to give out uh, Hollywood quality um, movies. It's, everything's going digital. Everything is streaming mm -hmm. now. Um, and I think this, I think with Roma winning a couple of Oscars, notably also too, Best Director, Best Foreign Film, yeah. that I think that this could be maybe a warning sign for Hollywood that says, okay, you know what? We need to catch up with the times. Well, that you're you're absolutely right in that you don't need Hollywood to do Hollywood quality movies. So when I um, uh, provide my URL at the end of this, um, one of the big things is right. So we have a movie up there that we call the Interview. It was done, you know, before the before Sony did this thing with Kim Jong uh, Il and the assassination, which I thought was I, I thought it was a funny premise. But anyway, so that movie we basically run through like all of the key like camera techniques and everything that the major studios use. Uh, during the course of this little showpiece uh, in our horror film universe. And there's a couple areas where, you know, most people, if they're just looking at it from a non-technical perspective, aren't going to notice. But if you pay attention from a camera perspective, we run through, like, just about everything you've seen in a major movie as far as the special effects. We recreated scenes from, you know, certain other movies just to demonstrate, to demonstrate capabilities. But even still, with doing that, we still managed to get the story in there. So it's just this one, like, absolutely... A beautifully composed piece in a horror short. So in eight minutes, we literally run the gambit on all the stuff you want to do. Now, I'm sorry, I don't have a big budget, so there's not any giant explosions in there. Um, mm. But the, the, the thing is, right, I was able to pull that off. I think the budget for that one was uh, $56.78 for the snacks or something like that. Mm. Um, and if I can do that, and if I can exp inspire uh, more people to be able to pull stuff like that off, I think we're going to get a lot of good directors that aren't going to need uh, those massive budgets, and we're going to start seeing some things that hopefully um, Netflix and the others get off of their, they're still relatively insular organizations, and so we end up with more pieces and more people participating in the content making in a, I call it a semi-controlled manner, because what I don't want to see happen is uh like the app store for apple right mm -hmm. there's all these free apps out there that are junk and if you get a good free app your chances of getting noticed are almost zero so the ones that are lucky enough to get noticed like go absolutely ballistic like angry birds i mean i don't even think they they thought it was going to take off as much as it did and, I, and they've said so in a few uh interviews but the big companies basically with the advertising dollars get all of your money and you don't want to see that you want to see the the good little guys getting a decent portion of it you want to be able to sort those out so what i don't want to see happen is a full complete free-for-all on netflix and whatever because it just kind of cheapens the people that are producing quality it cheapens the people that are producing quality work and prevents them from getting paid adequately for their efforts in order to continue and do it again. Um, let's see. There was a, I'm trying to remember where this guy was from. Oh, Sri Lanka. So there was a filmmaker at Comic-Con 2017 from Sri Lanka. His name was Akash. Uh, last name is SK. And I mean, absolutely beautiful little independent film. First, you know, they, he got a visa, got flown over. He was one of the first foreign winners ever. And, um, 
man, he uh, he did a great job. And he's kind of kind of faded from existence because, you know, there's all these other like exciting new people going on, and I haven't you know seen him go anywhere. And the kid did this in high school, so it's one of those of when I take off, I'm going to go. Um, you know, when my company takes off, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go find that guy and see if he's still doing the same quality work. Because if he is, I mean, you know, that's the type of guy you want. You know, his story, he's coming from, he's coming from Sri Lanka, a completely different cultural perspective and background than we have and mm-hmm. has done quality work before. And that's going to provide some some more variety in the streaming, the inter, uh, entertainment space. And he may even be able to take something that I see as a script going in one particular direction and run somewhere completely different with it. And hmm. that, to me, is what's exciting. I mean, I almost, want, I almost want to try sometime getting three different directors to make the exact same movie and seeing how different it can be pulled off well. That does sound interesting. Sounds like an interesting concept. You know, so it's it's one of those, it's like, there's all these lovely little yeah. things that I want to do, but, but first, you know, I have to get... Um, I have to get fully out there and I've got a you know a couple of uh, meetings arranged um, actually in March with let's see I've got one next week with an investor one a couple of weeks after that with a guy he's very well connected I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything by saying what no, no, but no. yeah but let's just say he's got a couple of actors in the Marvel in the Marvel universe that are interested in other roles while they're waiting for their turn to come back up um, and so he's connected he's connected with them and then uh, another gentleman Coming back on March 16th, major, major political player. Uh, and regardless of how I, regardless of how I feel about uh, certain people in political offices right now, um, he is connected to both sides of the aisle. Um, so he's definitely got the ability to to get some stuff done. Um, and he really likes the really likes the work. So I'm I'm crossing my I'm crossing my fingers because uh, that could be something that just sets us off and what what we what we as a community really need right now is the next you know is the next jack kirby i know phil phil's that guy if we can get some of his stuff out so so everybody can see what he's doing i mean this is going to be a very very fun year so um we've got to because well i have a library of pro- uh, projects you know pick a uh pick a genre i've probably got something in it um and somebody mentioned steampunk the other day and yes i have steampunk um Okay, um, I'm gonna reach uh, my put my hand into in the hat and pull this one out. Uh, cyberpunk. So we do have a cyberpunk that's got it, it needs to get a little bit more going, but uh, pirates. The guy that's working on that one uh, is Michael Poole. It's a I would say near future type thing. A um, mm-hmm. couple of couple of couple of sisters, and I don't want to get into I don't want to get into too many details. It's, it's been in the works for a little while. Uh, right. Michael's a lovely guy. He's a little bit of a squirrel, so that one's not quite ready yet because he keeps going after the nice the next shiny object. But uh, that one is on my that one is on my list to develop as soon as uh, as soon as he gets done editing um, editing the run anyway, and I keep him focused on that task. It's uh, it's it's one of those things. He's in the middle of a. Hey, did you see what was going on over there, Michael? Finish your sentence. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, right? So if you look at if you look at the interview, and in fact, most of the movies on my website, he was the guy that was running the camera, doing all the direction, um, and he is, um, one or two of the, the the things that we did at the beginning were rough, but since then, the, the guy is absolutely brilliant. The key being when I can keep him focused. 
<laughs> so um, that's uh, that's that's one of my it's one of my staff challenges, and, and and I love the guy to death. But yeah, he really isn't up. What was he talking about again? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I I have a couple of friends who are like that, like they're um, and uh, and acquaintances as well that um, are like that. Yeah, and, and uh, it's a weird one to me, right? So he's, he's prior Navy, in fact, about half of my... Um, so when we get to come out with a run, I think um, I think just over half of us were prior military. And uh, that's a, that was a really interesting one because you were just going through and I'm like, hey, what did you do before? Oh, I was in the... Really, you were in the Navy? I was in the Navy too. I was wait, what? Like, <laughs> so it was just like, wait, wait a minute, what? What's what's going on here? Did I like randomly pick people that were you know veteran you know, fellow veterans in this? Um, it, it just worked out that way. Oh, well, that, that's good. You know, camaraderie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, moving right along, uh, you were telling me uh, the other day that you were going to be you were planning on going to a Hollywood party. Uh, what happened mm-hmm. with that? Well, I was um, I was invited to one of the Hollywood parties that was peripheral to to the Oscars, and um, we just I was taking a look at it, and it was it was last, you know last Sunday, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking with my business partner. I'm like, man, that there's so much traffic around that I'm gonna have to get up at like three in the morning to get back out. So I'm I'm a con- I, I'm I do construction safety during the day and do the rest of this stuff at night and on weekends, like w- with the rest of my people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was gonna have to get up at like three in the morning and, and commute from LA, you know, back down to, to San Marcos where I'm running you know, site safety down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we're like, well, what are we gonna be able to do? And, and, and everybody's like sitting still and there's so much traffic, right? So uh, a lot of people don't understand this, but you have like the Oscars, you have that little theater where they do everything. You have the red carpet area in front of it. Well, that red carpet area is really like four city blocks. And they, they block off all the traffic and the limos are in there in a, in a long procession and everybody's snapping pictures and they all go up and stand there and we decided it wasn't really worth it because everybody gets stuck in one place because of the, tra- the, the traffic snarls and so um, if, even if you're in that theater with the, with the, with the elites uh, it, you know they're getting all the movie awards and things um, right. you, you're, you're not moving around during it you're just you're stuck there watching the show so you can't really like network and talk to anybody and you're just up there watching everybody on the scene congratulate them and you get an award and you get an award and thank you and thank you and thank Jesus and thank my little you know sister's dog what, what, what did your little sister's dog ever do for you I mean, why are we standing up there on the stage saying everybody look at me I'm so pretty I mean it, when your kids do that you just smack them and say you're full of yourself shut up <laughs> I mean maybe maybe that's why their ratings are, are, are plummeting because um, the, the only thing I, I, I can think that they think of that they don't like at the Oscars um, is uh, Donald Trump. I, I mean, you say that word at the Oscars and everybody immediately pulls out their guns and shoots you and then decries gun violence. Um, sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's just it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm I'm I, I, I don't take sides in the political in the political theater, but I really do feel like it's just it's just theater and it's a lot of acting and, and I, I don't really see anything to gain from that. I think uh, there's much better things we can do, you know, give people awards for what they do for, for movie quality, get the, you know, fans to, to write in, a, get, you know, get the fans to write in about it and see what movies change people's lives and, you know, give awards based on that, based on the inspiring stories that come out of the movies 
or out of what you've done because there's a real cultural thing there's a real need for you know good quality cinema to inspire people to to do stuff have you ever gone back and looked at some of the old movies they try to you know, like inspire you to do things or you know you get citizen kane right what's what's going on with mm-hmm. rosebud it's trying to make you think mm-hmm. and that's what i love about the old stuff now it's just it, it, you keep remaking things and and speaking of that right since 1999 with the matrix you haven't had an original thought in the movies they're all either copying existing comics in which case you can go back and cheat if you want to know what the ending is um or <laughs> or um you know they're remakes of previous movies i think a star's been uh, is born has been done like three times and now they're re-releasing it with an extra 12 minutes in the current version and good movie they're entertaining they're making money mind you but my problem is when the politics close close to home infuse a galaxy far far away and leave you like i went to the theater to get away from all of this i'm tired of hearing about it i just want to go see somebody you know kick darth vader's ass again (laughs) and and i don't get that Sorry if that sorry if that word's not necess- not necessarily a, a normal thing in your podcast. You can bleep me out later. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's quite all right. But, it's quite all right. But but seriously, it's it's like we go to the movies for for escape, and they're bringing the, the modern world into it, and that's why I that's why I set out to do all this original stuff and to create all of the new we've all of the new that, that we've gotten. It's because I want to give people that escape again. And I want to be the next Stan Lee. I, I have all the material that I need to do that. I just need uh, awareness to be raised, um, and uh, you know, eventually somebody's going to take notice of this this growing book that I've got right next to me um, as it slowly starts to spread. As it slowly starts to spread around, and that is what's going to cause everything to take off. Um, well, you know. All we need, you know, like everybody else, like, mm-hmm. you know, from new inspiring, uh, new inspiring artists and writers and everything and that, give them a little chance. They can show you a lot. You never know. They could be the next big thing. Same thing with companies, same thing with mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Um, well, and I, and I totally agree with you, what you're saying, you know, give, you know, people like people are listening out there. Um, if you want to give this person a chance and read his books, please read the books and give this person a chance. You may never know. It could be your next favorite genre or your next favorite book author or whatnot, you know? And, and, and on the way, I've, I've ended up like trading books with a number of authors and I've seen some pretty good stuff. There's a couple of other people that I've now got, you know, tagged to pick up when the time comes to help me basically fill out the rest of this universe because I, th- this is one of those cases where we designed a universe big enough to put the fan fiction into it. And, and more importantly, again, when I, you know, what I said uh, earlier with the film side is I want to kind of get a curated selection of not really, not necessarily professionals, but they're, but they're more than hobbyists. I mean, they're like, they're, they're true fans that have the skill set to enhance a universe instead of just writing, you know, three or four words about whatever. And I, I want to get those, I want to get those skilled fan, those skilled and dedicated fans. And I want to give them a place to play inside my universe i don't want to be like lucas and basically shut down quote you know fan fiction and and in fact i think um there's a star wars movie where disney allowed the fan to produce it on his own and then basically issued a takedown notice on youtube well i don't want to do that what i want to do is i want to take that fan and go hey man 
you know, here's $50,000. I want you to take that thing down off of YouTube. I want you to come into my studio. We're going to make you a producer. We're going to uh, work on your script, do it right. We're going to re-release it as an official movie. Thank you very much. See, that is what I think these companies need to be doing. And that's what I want to do myself. I mean, I founded this company with a bunch of with a bunch of, of artists and they're hard to crowd. They're hard people to crowd. They really are. But I think that, that that as we get that as we get moving forward and put all this stuff together, I think it is going to well, it's going to be awesome. I don't think it's going to be awesome. Um, and the the joke is in the business world, right? So some companies succeed and some companies fail. Well, the statistics say that a veteran is twice as likely to succeed running a company as any other person. They also say that any company that makes it for five years is um, fifty percent likely to succeed in the long run. Well. Right. This is the fifth anniversary of my company uh, formation, and I'm a United States Navy veteran. So according to the statistics, I'm, I think it's 102% likely to succeed with this. I hope the statistics bear out. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure they do. Yeah, well, congratulations and happy anniversary to your company. Thank you. It's, um, yeah. it's actually about 10 days from now. Um, wow. So... <laughs> All right, that's good. Um, well, I guess before we go, uh, would you like to pl- for people out there? Uh, would you like to plug out where they can reach you and stuff like that, and and any address and any social media as well? Um, yes. Yeah, so, the our company website is www.azimuthmedia.net. Now that's a z i m u t h m e d i a dot net. So, if you go on there, there's a little section that says movies. So if you go in there, right, we have the, the link to the interview, which is the one I told you about. We actually have a movie called uh, Terms of Azimuth up there, that you know, and uh, the Branch Report. And those are two things that we tried early. Um, I won't say that they're 100% successful. They're mostly for internal consumption, but we have a, a storyboard for the rest of our um, horror series up there, and some other and some other stuff as well, and uh, a couple of pictures as well as a link to the Facebook page for the book uh, Capital Abbey Saga. Um, if you do decide to buy a hard copy, um, only people that own the first edition will get any of their other stuff signed by the author. Uh, it's one of those things I'm not, you know, specifically going out there and, and uh, advertising it in most places, but it's mm-hmm. one of those of, you know, um, I think you can go on Google and there's a place you can read half the book for free. But um, if you do if you do find that and like it, I would pick up a copy of it if you think it's going to make it big because you know, somebody's going to want this guy's signature. And if you have a first edition copy, you're going to be the one that's able to provide it to them or not. And, uh, I've seen some, some interesting cases, but this just has to do with the fact that the author is kind of, um, reclusive. He doesn't really like being disturbed and I can't even get him to do, I can't even get him to go on book tours. So, uh, that's, uh, yeah. So that's one of those, one of those little things of, uh, you and, and sorry, I'm getting off topic, right? So, so if you go to www.azimuthmedia.net, um, if you fill in the query link, you will act, that actually goes straight to my personal email. Um, I am not that big or overwhelmed right now that I have uh, redirected it. Uh, so if you want, you can talk to me directly. And uh, yes, my webmaster is slightly dyslexic, as you'll find out, because apparently we did a movie in 2104 instead of 2014. Uh, and he keeps missing it every time I send him back to change it. <laughs> But uh, not we. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we, we really I really appreciate the chance to, to talk to you. I know I'm 
I know it's kind of small right now, but that's not always going to be the case. And uh, I really appreciate uh, your time uh, and your audience's time as well, because uh, it's one thing that is very precious to everybody. You have a limited amount of time and they've chosen to spend it with you and me. And, you know, I, this is about the fans, not about the money I'm inevitably going to be making. Um, I just, like I said, I, I don't want to see another Spider-Man. I'm tired of the, uh, I'm tired of the spandex wearing superheroes that you always know what's going to happen in the movie and you can almost predict the next line right the horror movie it's always always the girl in quantum physics in the back of the classroom with a smart answer that's going to save the day and get the killer why mm. why why is there a twinkie in every apocalypse movie that's true right let's get mm. something let's get something new and exciting yeah. yeah well that's good so um, so I'd just like to thank you very much for being my guest over here and um, hopefully maybe down the road we can have another chat later down on the road oh and before we go um, are you are you guys are planning to do any convention hopping convention um, sightings anything by chance by, like this year next year uh, yes yeah, so the answer is we are always at comic con and one of the weird things I do is I always walk around Comic-Con with a one-of-a-kind exclusive and um, end up giving it out sometime during the convention. And it's always something that you just can't get anywhere else. I mean, literally can't get anywhere else. So it's sometimes, you know, some copy of the, you know, the, I think the last one was the first, uh, no, it was this, yeah, it was the first printing of the book. I don't, the proof went to the, uh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, somebody goes around the convention, is like, oh, it's a really cool book. And they, you know, started up a conversation with me. And, I'm, and you know, at the end of it, like, hey, can I get a copy of the book? And I'm like, well, not here. And I handed them it. I don't think they know they got the, I don't think they know they got the first one. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, some, sometimes, sometimes the book becomes big. I'm going to tell, going to tell the story on a, on a larger scale. And hopefully she hasn't gotten rid of it. Um, but, uh, it, you know, so this year I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. We're looking, talking about getting some posters made, and I think I've got one of the, uh, you know, uh, initial the initial prints, the the proofs. So mm -hmm. I may uh, may end up may end up handing that out. Um, but it's always it's always going to be kind of something you know fun or interesting. Um, and because you know, there's always the freebies on the freebie table at Comic Con, right? Everybody can get a bunch of them, and that's right. that's great. But you know there used to be exclusives. The company owners used to be down on the floor with people. And, um, I'm trying to go back to that. So, you know, everything goes, everything goes well. Everybody else is going to be back to that too. So that's another reason to hope for my success, not just for, for me, but to get to the point where, I mean, Stan Lee used to walk around down there and stop and talk to people. So did Jack Kirby. Um, so did Steve Ditko. In fact, uh, the two of them in the early nineties were teaching a class on how to create new characters. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't that be a cool thing to have access to again? Yes. I see. I, that's so what I, I see. That and that's what I want. That's what I want to see. And even if it means we have to kind of split into a corporate convention and a fan convention, you know, I the 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 um, Comic Con. Jeez, I have an entire like hour I could go on about how Comic Con's organized and some of the, the limiting um, uh, things on it. But maybe that's a good thing for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be a whole another special another special well, we can do at some other time. 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I've got I've got the perfect guy to talk to. I've just got to convince him. Um, <laughs> um, I may be, I may, and, I, and if we're lucky, I may be able to pull the guy that runs Hall H. Ah, eh, well, we just if we're lucky. Again. If yeah, we're lucky. yeah, I'll, yeah. Well, but I'll 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 run that I'll run that through my run that through my network and see if I could get him to answer a few questions at least. Um, you know, on, at least on paper, and then uh, somebody else who's been there for like thirty years can uh, definitely provide a little more insight. Because that's one of those things of you know, I don't know how many people work, look at what goes on behind the scenes there, you know, but you're trying to feed like three hundred thousand people, and one of the reasons Comic Con can't go on for the whole week is they don't have enough time to reload the food vendors, which is why everything starts running out at the end, even though you get much better food out in town some of the time. <laughs> eh, well, they all, well, you know, it just, it, it, it happens. It, it happens to the best of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's, there's fun, there's fundamental limits. Cause you've got like a third, you've got like a third of a million people, you know, crammed in, well, it's about five city blocks, but um, yeah. yeah, it's that, that, I mean, that you're, you're basically creating an entire new city for that four days and the and the infrastructure just isn't there to support it but you just see the convention the rest of the year i mean it just it feels like it feels completely empty when they've got like a ten thousand person convention in there i, I walk it i walk in just to see what the convention is and it's like oh where's everyone <laughs> <laughs> anyway um thank you very much captain Katz. i greatly appreciate your time um i need to i need to run i have a uh, book that i'm also editing oh i didn't tell you about uh, i didn't tell you about the progress on thousand days it is uh it is nearing um uh, time for me to send it out for professional edits so that's even another one i've got so much stuff going on i forget about it sometimes oh okay that's great uh, i hope everything goes well with that publishing and then um send send me a copy so you know i can just read it and give you a review on it if you like i'm sure that would be great and then i well we'll we'll, we'll talk after this i can send you a copy of uh capital if you haven't received that one already no i have not okay well then i'll right. then, I'll, then uh, i'll contact you afterwards get your address and we'll send you one all right then thank you so much all right thank all you right. very much all right. So on behalf of uh, Matthew, my name is Captain Katz. I hope you guys enjoyed this special. And if you guys like, to, if you guys want to contact me or have any questions for Matthew, uh, feel free to look look him up on on what he was pitching at, and also to on the previous uh, blog on the on the blog site where we actually do have his connection. We, we we do have the interview with him as well over there. So without further ado, on behalf of Matt Clemens, my name is Captain Katz. I hope you guys had a great time. Please enjoy this, and I hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Bye bye.